Now playing movie reviews in 20 cues. Hello, good people, and welcome to the podcast, Movie Reviews in 20 Cues, the show where we review a movie by asking 20 weird and wonderful questions about it. I am your host, Sam Hooley, and I am joined this week by two amazing women, the first of which is Stacey, making a return. How are you, Stacey? I'm great, thanks, Sam. I'm really excited to be here. You say that, but you've just been giving me shit about eating the wrong end of your sandwich. It's got nothing to do with this movie. No, it doesn't. This is my first uh, movie request. There we go. That's awesome. It is. Yeah, so how many, what, what episode are we up to? 100. 140 or something? Yeah. First time I picked the movie. <gasps> this is crazy. Ever. What? <laughs> no. W- Wizard of Oz. You liar. I didn't you pick, fucking no, liar. I, no, I didn't pick that. Brad said, let's do the Wizard of Oz. And I said, yeah, cool. Okay. Mm, like, shit, yes, really I was, so I was positive about the selection. I think you picked the first one. I think you said, let's do Ghostbusters 2016. Okay. Right. So my second pick. <laughs> But you, this okay. I thought I knew what I thought I knew where everyone stood, but I'm interested. Okay, you picked it. Interesting. Yes, Stacy picked it. Uh, for those people that don't know, Stacy loves a space movie. Yeah, that's like her what? thing. Stacy loves space movies. That oh, is- yes, and we have not reviewed enough of them, so that's why you wouldn't know about this. Hence, hence why she was so horny over First Man. It wasn't Ryan Gosling. It was just the space. It was all the space. <laughs> Stacey can't get enough space. But the other voice that you're hearing is the, well, okay, you guys saw the name of the podcast. It's Gravity. <laughs> if you're going to do a film that stars Sandra Bullock, you know, originally Liz was going to do this with us. And I was like, hold up, we've got to get on this, the queen of Sandra Bullock fandom, really. One of the most amazing women in the world, the girl that sends us the most amazing tasteful nudes, the Emily Higgins of the Tasteless <laughs> Podcast. How are you? Good. I, I'm sorry, Liz. Uh, I, I couldn't not involve myself in Sandra Bullock. I had to be here. <laughs> Uh, for her, for better or for worse. Ooh. Um, oh, glad to have you back, Emily. I mean, we'll talk about the Tasters podcast later, but I mean, yeah, legally obligated to be back. And yeah, sounds like you're maybe not that keen this time around. Interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, well, talking about this film, having a look at some of the reviews for this film, IMDb have it at 7.7 out of 10, and Rotten Tomatoes at 96%, Metacritic at 96%. Oh, look at that smirk. Look at that smirk from our American host. Uh, <laughs> directed by Alfonso Cuaron, came out in 2012, starring Sandy B as Dr. Ryan Stone, George Clooney as Matt Kowalski, Ed Harris as Mission Control Voice, voice and... <laughs> Fadut Sharma as Sharif voice. And then that's it. That's the entire cast. That mm. is the entire cast of this film. I didn't know that was Ed Harris. Yeah, I recognize it straight away. Oh, I don't know men's voices. I, I know bald guys. So, you know, if I hear a bald guy, I'm going to, I know that, that bald guy. We recognize each other from far away. Through voice. Through voice. Only. We recognize each other through voice. <laughs> Bizarre. But uh, yeah, if you haven't heard this podcast before, what we do is we review a movie by asking 20 weird and wonderful questions about it, as I mentioned at the start. We start with 10 that can be applied to any film. We then move into uh, our own personal questions before finishing on a listener question. And the one that we always start with is the compliment sandwich, which is one thing good, one thing bad, and one thing good about this film. Unless we want to give it a shit sandwich, which is squared under 5,000. Emily, you look chomping at the bits. Why don't you start us off? Why don't you get into the compliment sandwich? Okay, this was t- number one. I do want to point out that is a picture of Sandra Bullock uh, behind me. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so everybody knows oh, my dedication. Yes. Um, She's staring at you right now. <laughs> I 
I saw this movie at a drive uh, dine-in theater, which was a horrible choice. Mm. Everyone was chomping down on chicken wings while we were in the silence of space. But even in that horrible <laughs> environment where I was furious, uh, it's such an incredible spectacle. Like, it's really – the tension, like, everything about it is incredibly well done. Even even watching it at home, I was like, I get this. But the bad thing is it's nowhere near as good at home. Like, watching mm, it yeah, uh, yeah. on my TV, like, children are outside yelling. It just – without that tension of, like, dead silence and – it enveloping you so much is lost. So I was really bummed that it didn't have a lot of rewatchability for me. Mm. Uh, but if I'm going to spend 90 minutes just in space with somebody, obviously it's Sandra Bullock and George Clooney is like good in it. It just, it, it had ever, all the pieces like Oscar Beatty, Sandra Bullock, like space, like tension. And then just watching it the other night, I was like, this is. I'm not. Uh, everybody's talking outside. Oh, so it just <laughs> fell flesh. It did. It was a bum. It bummed me out. But I still. I let. I. I. I think it's a well done movie. Interesting. Very uh, well balanced argument around that one. What about as a score out of ten thousand um, shuttles? If factoring in both my enjoyment, but also like I think it is a well done movie. I'll say eighty two hundred shuttles. But I'm not going to. I mean, there's Sandys that are better than that. Interesting. Wow. 8,000. Well, that's that still a lot. A, that is a high score. <laughs> this a is look, interesting. I recognize its. I appreciate its place in the canon of space and Sandy movies. Okay. If we can <laughs> ensure enough. that Sandra Bullock never listens to this podcast, what would you really give it? Same, because I think it's a good idea. <laughs> Bullshit. Now, it's, here's the thing. If I had watched it, it the, if I had watched it on a TV for the first time, like if I had rented it or gotten the DVD, I think I would have given it a much lower score and been very mm. angry. Uh, part of that comes into watching it now. I remembered how good it was on a big screen. Yeah, I had the exact same experience. This is very interesting. My compliment sandwich is quite similar to yours, Emily, in some ways. So my first compliment is it is beautiful to look at. They've done the visuals of space, looking back at Earth, the view back at Earth, the spaceships, the debris coming through. All the visuals are just stunning, just mm. really great to look at. My bad thing may also be controversial, <laughs> or, or, or you may well not understand this <laughs> is it just loses me along the way when it becomes slightly unrealistic now i know what you're thinking this whole movie is unrealistic like you know it's a what? i did this last week what this whole movie i did it the other week on the way to work what anyway <laughs> i'm just gonna choose to ignore you um but I just got so sucked into the story, like you say, because of the tension and because of the character relationship and what's going on. It's very serious and you get sucked right in. But then there's a few things that happen that's like, oh, that wouldn't happen. And it just it disappointed me slightly. For those um, playing at home, there's always something that Stacey says during the movie that always makes me laugh. And for this, it was like, oh, fuck off. You'd be dead by now. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was Stacey's, Stacey's one comment that she made during the movie. Yeah, uh, and my final good thing is that I really loved the peered back story. You know, the the minimal cast, the minimal story. It's, there's just one thing going on here. You know, she's trying to survive and trying to get back to Earth. I loved it. So many movies these days are so complicated. 
the cast is so huge. Everything's so huge. I really appreciated this. Mm-hmm. Is the score out of 10,000 shuttles? Well, I loved this movie. Holy shit! But my score is actually lower than Emily's. So this is weird. I might have to up my score. I was <laughs> going to go for 8,100, but I'm going to bump it up to 8,600. Yeah, well, we've got to remember that Emily is constantly trying to apply to be Sandra Bullock's personal assistant. So I mean, she- <laughs> I can't. I don't. If I get that close, what if our relationship goes sour? I can't get that close. Yeah, that's maybe I too gotta close. I got to stay on the periphery. Yeah. <laughs> Run her like Facebook fan page or something like that. Just sort of That's on the, the edge, thing. but not really. You'll see people that like meet celebrities or whatever because they run their fan or they DM them all the time. I'm like, I don't have the time to focus on one person. I got a lot of celebrities I got to harass. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you. She just likes collecting restraining orders. That's what we've discovered. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Sam? What's your sandwich going to be? Well, my one is completely different from you guys. So oh, my no. first thing is I think this is visually stunning. <laughs> <laughs> How can you look past it? I mean, it's the obvious thing, but of course it's the obvious mm. thing for a lot of reasons. It's just am- amazingly well shot. And that's what Alfonso Cuaron does, is he just makes these amazingly beautiful films that ha- just draw you in and engage you. I've got a question. Have we, have we... <laughs> <laughs> well, save it for question number 11 there, man. Okay. Now, what, what? Can you think of a space movie where the visuals are not good? Where you look at it and go, that's crap. That's not space. <laughs> you uh. know, like. <laughs> There are other ones, like even like an Interstellar or whatever, like I don't think as much about that. I think because there was so such a pared down story in this that it really is like the visuals front and center. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, just looking at space in general is nice. (laughs) Okay. What else then? Uh, My bad thing was exactly, this is why I'm saying I (laughs) was completely indifferent to you guys. My bad thing was the same as Emily. When I went and saw this at the movies. And there was like five other people in this, like the screening back in 2012 or whatever. It was amazing. Like I walked out there and I was like, that was the most intense movie I've ever seen. That was like so anxiety inducing. Holy shit. And it's like one of the few films I've actually written a post about on Facebook. (laughs) What? Yeah, there's probably like three (laughs) films in the entire history of film that I've written a post about on Facebook. Oh, I'm going to go back and read it. This is one. (laughs) Human Centipede was another. The final one. (laughs) Do you remember? There we go. When because I think because it was so good in the theater, when I went to watch it at home, I was like, oh, this is going to be like three hours long. And then an hour into it, I paused to be like, how much longer do I have? I was like, oh, only 30 minutes. I think because the tension is so good. When you see yeah. it in the theater, I was like, I must have been in there for hours. <laughs> you feel like you've been yeah. in there for hours. Yeah. But in space. <laughs> unlike Uncut Gems, where it makes you feel like you've been there for hours and it literally is hours and that movie fucking sucks, Ugh. this movie's actually like really, really good. Yeah. It's like anxiety inducing, but in a good way. And that was my final good thing, is that you, you feel a sense of relief when you walk out of it. You're like, oh, thank fucking Christ. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yep. Like, I wonder like, if that's why I felt like it was really long, is because I left just like, oh, phew. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But like, yeah, a nice trim, 90 minutes. I'm going to give it 8,447 out of 10,000 rockets. Wow. Yeah, really enjoyed it. What a tight cluster of scores. Yes. Yeah. That's amazing. Which means they're accurate, mathematically. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Although I kind of feel disappointed. I feel like we need to rope in some dude that hates it. I wonder what much he's up to. Yeah. He hates everything that's good. <laughs> Anyway, that's the compliment sandwich done. Let's move on to our next questions. The first of which is a Patreon question. This question comes courtesy of the amazing man, this Chris Yanni. Chris wants to know what there, Stacey? He would like to know what song would you have inserted into this movie and where? You know, just when that debris 
comes back for her and she's like, oh, God, I got to get my shuttle coming. How fun would it have been? You're feeling tense. You're sitting in the theater. She's in the dark. She's like, put on her little cap. She's trying to go. And then hit me, baby, one more time, please. Right as (laughs) shrapnel starts hitting. You'd be like, oh, this movie got me. Like, that's a very, like, Martian move where the movie's like, we're in on it, too. (laughs) Give me a sign. Hit me, baby, one more time. (laughs) Just being pelted by space debris. Oh, what's your song there, Sam? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm going to go on the nose as well. I'm going to go with the animals as classic. We've got to get out of this place if it's the last thing we ever do. Oh. We got to get out of this place. And you can just play that for the entire fucking movie. Because that's all she's trying to do is trying to get out of that place. We've got to get out of the space. There we go. We're going to remix it. Wow. And you've just ruined the entire movie. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm going for... There's a lot of reasons why I'm an idiot and not a filmmaker, so... That being one of them. Yes. Okay, my song is Born Free and by John Barry. I've never heard of him. But you know that song, Born Free? Keep keep singing. (laughs) This is is a rarity. This is probably the first time I've ever heard Stacey sing anything aside from children's rhymes. It's free as the wind blows, blah, blah, blah. It's free as the Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, at the in the final scene where she actually is on Earth and she swims up and gets up to the shore and she stands up and she looks around at the green hills mm. and she could even sing it. She could, <laughs> she could she could sing "Born Free" at that moment. Or even what about "What a Wonderful World"? What yeah? The trees are green. <laughs> if she did it exactly like that, I would honestly yeah. be thrilled. Oh, that would be my dream. Somebody needs to re-edit this and have Sandy, 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 have Sandy singing that song. Yeah, totally. All right, question number three. What deep philosophical debate arose in you during this film? Okay, so how fucked up is the Earth now, right? Because I've got this, like, all these satellites and shit are exploding, all this metal and debris and shit is just, like, circling the Earth. How right. hard would it be to then be able to put satellites back up into space? again but at the same time like how do you clean up space like how do you send up a giant mesh net up there that clicks everything (laughs) like what do you do like how do you get rid of all that debris out of space that is a really good question because you got to remember it's perpetual motion so once something's exploded yeah it is it will be it'll be still there it'll be still circling the earth like hopefully eventually there's enough gravity that pulls it in you know burns up on re-entry every single piece of junk that humans have sent out into space is just still there surely I don't know. (laughs) You're the space movie queen. You're supposed to know this shit. (laughs) Well, I don't. You love Neil deGrasse Tyson. Come on, you've got to to know these things. I should have looked this up. But I didn't know that was your debate, did I? (laughs) Okay, this is something that popped into my head when I was thinking about this movie. Oh, it's not my head. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And my question is... Is this how Danny Ocean died? (laughs) He absolutely would have just at the end of his career been like, I have so much money, I'm going to go into space. He so would have been. It's it's ambiguous. Nobody knows what happened to him. He's up there with his sis, Sandy B. Do you think, so you're saying, you're saying that Sandy B. She comes back to Earth and then she starts doing crime. (laughs) <laughs> maybe she's got a head injury she doesn't know who she is or she can remember as george clooney someone says oh by the way that's danny ocean oh that must be my brother maybe that's what it is 
Yeah. There we go. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I think you've already answered Emily's later question. God Have damn I? it. No, I haven't. No, I've got, no, 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 no. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, that could, that could, that would be a crossover. That would be a crossover. True. Good point. I love it. What about you, Emily? My debate is weirdly similar to Sam's, which is that we're out in space littering. Like, why? <laughs> we shouldn't be allowed in space. Like, we had to go explore space so that we can fling our trash around up there. Maybe we shouldn't be allowed in space. If that's what mm-hmm. we're just up there leaving debris, flinging stuff around. There's just like space shuttles. No one's in. Space shuttles with, like, dead monkeys in them. We shouldn't be in space. <laughs> we can't do it nicely. There's yes. probably some alien planet that millions and billions of years from now will just be chilling out and a fucking rocket with a dead dog is going to land outside yes. their door. They're going to be like, right, Earth's invaded us. Let's go back and go get those motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, we're back. Like, oh, even we can't even keep our litter out of space, a bunch of monsters. That is a really good point. Given that, that Stacey's so an eco-terrorist, that's a very good point. <laughs> there we go. I don't even know what Me and Emily is talking about. Yes, you are very On much garbage. So. On garbage. <laughs> cool. Anyway, that moves us over to another Patreon question. This question comes courtesy of the amazing man that is Dave Baker. Dave has his own Patreon at patreon.com forward slash your favorite. On it, he posts a ton of awesome content you guys should all go check out. Oh, and there's a link down in the show notes. And yeah. Dave has two questions that he throws at us, and one of them was, which two characters would you like with you at a house party? But given that there's only two characters in this film, that's kind of fucking a redundant question. So I want to know from you guys, which character do you guys believe would have the biggest social media presence and on what platform? Well, it's got to be Matt. Kowalski. Yeah. He just has so much to say that he's got to be on Twitter. He's got to be like tweeting nonstop, (laughs) like more than Donald Trump. He's just sitting out there in his spacesuit, you know. Just tweeting away. I don't know how he has his phone in there, but he does. (laughs) I think George Clooney is out there doing Instagram lives just all the time. Like, um, (laughs) he's just like, oh, I work for NASA. Like, it's cool, kids. Be involved in NASA. Look how hot I am. Oh, yeah. Like, he's always doing like little, what are they called when it's like two Instagram live people together? And he's like, vote for Biden, guys. It's really cool. Like, just. He's just would be out there doing cameos, everything. But Instagram would be as you got to see that face. Yeah. Mm, true. Good point. Hey, kids, is your mum a nine out of ten? Well, get her to send me a message and I'll uh, <laughs> be your dad for the night. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, the one for me is no one. You guys are idiots. They, they knocked out the satellites. Facebook, you know, North America just lost all of its Facebook. No one's got social media. Okay. I mean, the obvious answer is George Clooney. Yeah, he's still (laughs) taking photos of himself for later, saving them up. Going to have months of content. Here's me dying. (laughs) Yolo. Oh no! Oh no! Hey everyone, we'll be back after these messages. Oh man, my back really hurts. Your back hurts. Have you tried Nick Haskins? No, I haven't. What's that? Nick Haskins is this new pain medication. It's great. I've been trying it for like the last couple of weeks. It works. It works. You know, see your doctor about it beforehand because side effects do include constipation, skin rash or dermatitis, diarrhea, dizziness, drowsiness, dry mouth, headache, insomnia, masturbation, premature ejaculation. But look, it works. It works. It's amazing. You should definitely try it. Go to nickhaskins.com to order your supply of Nick Haskins today. Shove this in your throat. 
Anywho, next question is also a Patreon question. Comes courtesy of the amazing man that is Julio of the Contrarians podcast, a podcast in which they rage against the Rotten Tomatoes machine, so they will argue why a fairly beloved film is absolute rubbish. So I don't know if you guys have done Gravity, Julio, but sitting at 96%, maybe you should. Maybe you absolutely mm. should. And incur the wrath of all of us. But uh, what would Julio like to know this? He would like to know, what's your most controversial opinion about this film? I, okay. This comes down to the the male gaze. I don't care if we're in space. I want you to have long flowing locks. I want you to have a closely shorn, sad, worse than, less body than Ellen DeGeneres' haircut. I don't care if it's easier to deal with. This is a film and I'm not interested. Even George Clooney's short hair I was not into. He could have had a little more body in that. Every- I thought you were talking about George Clooney. Oh, you're talking about Sandy B. Yeah. Everybody in that movie had two little head hair. It's funny you say that because given that I saw one of your later questions, I actually, my controversial opinion is that I, I don't think Sandra Bullock's ever look hotter. She's... Whoa! I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm fighting up Emily. I mean, here's the thing: she does spin around in those like shorts, and I'm just like, I don't want to see Sandra Bullock's legs. Like Sandra Bullock is not supposed to be like Sandra Bullock needs a trench coat and long locks. I'm sorry, and I'm sorry that when I watch the movie, I see space, but I also see two bad haircuts. It's true. It's <laughs> a very valid point. Yeah, Sandra is like that. She's more like mysterious, sexy than like flaunty, sexy. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, okay. Anyway, um, yeah. So my real answer. Hang on, I just need to move my mind off Sandra Bullock's. <laughs> uh, yeah. So where am I? Um. Oh yeah, yeah. So everybody on this internet goes fucking mental about George Clooney coming back. They hate it. They think the part sucks. They think it's oh. shit. I loved it. It was like he yeah. came back into her life. He got her up, motivated her. She was. He was the last person she saw. We discovered she's got no friends. Who else is she going to think of? Her dead daughter? I don't want a fucking dead daughter floating into a bloody kitchen. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, and the audience hasn't met the daughter, so it would make no sense to us. We'd be like, who is this kid? Yeah, no, I didn't know people didn't like that. I really liked that. I thought that was nice. The internet hates it, Emily. You, you search it up, and they reckon it's like the worst part of this film. It like completely ruins the film. It's funny because... I remember watching it the first time, and when he came back, I was like, oh my god, he's alive! I actually, for a split second, thought, shit, he survived. But then on rewatching, I'm like, oh no, no. Yeah, the change in lights and coloration, it's kind of obvious that something's something's up. But anyway, yep. I think that's why the internet didn't like it, because they got sucked in for a split second, and they're like, oh, oh, I don't want people (laughs) to think I'm dumb. I don't want movies Um, making me feel stupid! Yeah. (laughs) I mean, on the second time watching it, I hadn't, I probably haven't watched it since I saw it in theaters. And he yeah. showed up and I was like, oh, good. And then I was like, oh, wait, I already fell for this the last time. So it got me twice. Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah. Okay. My controversial opinion is that I think George Clooney should be recast because his portrayal of the character is too comical. He mm. is very. Very goofy. He is, but it it levels out the film. It does. I know it brings a, a lightness and a kind of it relaxes you into the story before you get totally stressed out. But I'm like, nah, they wouldn't just send up a goofball like that, <laughs> would they? Fall on them like yeah. a, what's she like a biologist or something where she's not even she doesn't even know about space. Yeah. They're like I guess 
this mission is not going to do well. Let's send these guys. Who cares what happens to them? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he needs to be recast. Yeah, makes sense. Hey, everyone, we'll be back after these messages. I like my website okay, but it could be better. Well, Emily, you should get a Chris Yeeny. Do you know what a Chris Yeeny is? No. Chris Yeeny is a great new site where you can easily build your new website. You can create a website with award-winning design template. You can get your unique domain name today, 24-7 customer support, custom domains, no plugins are necessary, drag and drop. Just drag and drop straight onto the Chris. You can use modern templates. You get a free 14-day trial of Chris. It includes portfolio websites, business website. You can sell stuff online. You can sell your Chris. You can sell Chris's everywhere you like. Go to chrisyeeny.com to get your free website today. Okay, what's question number six? Also, a Patreon question comes courtesy of Emily Higgins. What is it, Emily? Oh, it is. Which side character would have the best spinoff movie? Okay, so I feel like we've just got to basically come up with what George Clooney's movie would be. No, I've got a different one. You've got a different one. the problem is he's not a side character. I guess he is the side character because if we say Sandy B is the main one. Yeah. Mm. Okay, what's your movie? What's your... Well, Well, I thought like, shit, if you rule him out, then... The family that sings Sandra Bullock to sleep, I don't know. <laughs> Is there anyone else in this film? The the woman that provided the voice to the Chinese, um, <laughs> like to the Chinese control device? Like the voice of a woman? I don't know. Well, no, uh, no I think that we can have Matt, George Clooney's character, as yeah. a s- spin-off movie. Yeah, I want to know what happened in New Orleans at Mardi Gras. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a flashback yeah. movie. I agree. That's my answer, too. <laughs> no, here's what you need. You need, you know, when they all have all those like event TV series and stuff that are like leading up to one thing happening. Yeah, you got to see those hours leading up to a kid slipping to their death, and then Cinder Bullock like <gasps> finding the kid. Like that's some like HBO show that makes everyone want to kill themselves. Like where oh, they're in, they're in the courts and they're fighting against soap that was too slippery on the ground and then like you know what i mean like they would make like a six episode mini series about that you are i can, you are, totally I can see, see that just like a lot of like character actresses just like very serious mm. yeah sarah paulson is the lawyer i can see it mm-hmm. and then a lot of flashbacks to the kid and her red shoes or whatever yeah <laughs> right yeah yeah makes sense maybe oh, she's got no. a little haircut just like sandra b as well <laughs> no <laughs> no, little, no little kid deserves that haircut. Anyways, that brings us up to question number seven, also Patreon question. This question comes courtesy of Dan Reddick of the Netflix and Full podcast, a podcast that's all things Netflix related. Just an awesome podcast you guys should all go check out. They were on recently to do Independence Day and uh, yeah, seem to be keeping up the space movies of this one. But what Dan would like to know is where would we have inserted the song All the Small Things by Blink-182 into this film? Well, I think it needs to play every time there is a space shrapnel storm. Every time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Every So every 90 minutes. And you're claiming I'm ruining the film. No, so it would, <laughs> it would only play like two or three times. I can't remember how many. Twice doesn't happen because it happens the first time. Then she sets her watch for 90 minutes. Then it happens again. And then by the time the third one comes, I'm assuming she's on Earth. I am literally waiting for the day that this question can be applied to a film and actually make that film better. <laughs> okay what about when, right when she lands on earth triumphantly stands up and it starts playing oh right as the credits roll just sings her out yeah yeah i mean still awful yeah yeah it is it's still awful <laughs> my one's awful as well it's the part where she like switches off the oxygen and then just starts going on about like sing me to sleep or whatever 
And then if we just had like the turn the lights off, carry me home, we're just oh. like playing in the background, like melodically, maybe she's turned the radio on and they're like, na, 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 na. <laughs> and she's just, bleh. and in comes Clooney. That would, that would actually have worked. But it how- makes sense. Anywho, moves us over to question number eight. What is it these days? Wow, this is deep. Which scene will you remember on your deathbed? I think the the tensest scene, which was when everyone was tethered together, but then they're like swinging around like a fairground ride. Like one would one would like stop and the other would get swung and they're just going back and forth. And I was like, oh, God, like I'm just thinking about those physics and how helpless you must feel in space. Space is not a good place. <laughs> no. Yeah, fuck space. Uh, the one one for me is the sort of like long shot at the start where she's spinning and she just doesn't stop spinning. And I was Ooh. like, fuck that. You know what I mean? Like you'd be perpetually spinning yourself and she just keeps going and going and going and going and going. That was the one because like, admittedly, this is like obviously not, I don't think I'm on my deathbed. I hope I'm not. But at the same time, <laughs> it's like I haven't seen this film since 2012. And I was like trying to remember the scenes and I remember the ending. And I just remember that one bit at the start where she's spinning. And we're going to talk about the ending later. So, I've, yeah, that's my answer. Mm. Mine is quite close to that. It's when George Clooney just is drifting off into the distance. You know, Ugh. the lonely spacesuit <laughs> just Ugh. kind of floating away. It's pretty so haunting. Depressing. Yeah, he's just, oh, yeah. Mm. It's a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh, oh. All right. Question number nine. What quote from this film would be the worst thing to hear after you finish having sex? Your kid died. It doesn't get any rougher than that. <laughs> I had that written down and I was like, that's too upsetting. It is way too upsetting. Yeah. Yeah. It is upsetting. Mine is a quote from Ryan. At one point she goes, what do I do? What do I do? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Also, you don't want to hear that. It's I? too late. <laughs> We need to grab some antibiotics and a fire extinguisher. <laughs> uh, I will go with, hey, Ryan, it's time to go home. <laughs> like, that's not my name. That's so rude. But I'll leave if you want me to. <laughs> yeah. Anybody saying not just like, hey, it's, a, it's time to go home means you have overstayed your welcome. Mm. We've literally just finished. <laughs> Cool, and that moves us down to our last of the questions that can be applied to any film. This question is also a Patreon question. It comes courtesy of the amazing man that is Nick Haskins. I forgot to mention that, well, you probably already heard it by now, but Nick and Chris, because they guessed what film this that we were going to be doing, they have their own little ad rolls that you'll hear throughout this um, podcast. So if you've heard one by now and you've got no idea what the fuck is going on, that's what they are. They're their own little ad rolls. Anyway... <laughs> Nick Haskins, uh, his question is, what would the ending have been if it had been rewritten as a Shakespearean tragedy or comedy? Well, I think we need to switch this to a comedy. So for that to happen, when George Clooney reappears in her little space pod shuttle thing, it's real. And he's like, ha ha, I'm just kidding, <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> Got you. Gotcha. How you doing? I see you made You've been it. punked. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. And then he takes over and he's like, it's all right, we'll go home now. Come on. And just the internet get- would fucking hate that. <laughs> exactly. But it turns it into a comedy, right? Yeah. You think you were fuck, lady. <laughs> you're saved and then you're going to get fucked. Oh, God. 
Not turn it into a Shakespearean porno. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure that was what Nick intended by this question. I mean, for tragedy, it's if she lands, she gets through all that. Like, she gets to shore, but she landed in some gross part of America and someone just shoots her for being on their property. Oh, And she dies anyway. Like, how much of a bummer? Or maybe, like, something in the ocean. Or she just is out. It lands in the middle of the ocean and she's just stuck out there. Just like, uh. That'd be ruthless. And it was kind of similar to what I was thinking, which is that, you know, like, ghost haunting people is quite common in, in... Like Shakespearean tragedies. So imagine if she mm. like got onto the shore, she's stumbling around, and then she looks up in the like the sky, and she sees George Clooney coming straight at her. Oh, Ooh, his the ghost of George Clooney? No, no, like George Clooney in the spacesuit, and he just fucking takes her out. His dead body. <laughs> his dead body just doesn't burn up on reentry and just smokes her. She's just standing there like, huh? and he's like, "Let me in space, you bitch!" And then she just like smokes straight into her. Yeah, because we left his body out there as space debris. Mm, exactly. Very irresponsible. Anywho, moves us over to our personal questions that we don't necessarily have to answer ourselves unless we really, really want to. And Emily, you can go first this week. Okay, question 11. Very important. Who has the worst haircut in cinema history besides Sandra Bullock in this film? feel like you're going to have one of mine. I've got a top three, and I feel like... Wow. St- yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you <laughs> go for your top three. No, no, you go first. I want to see if one of yours is on my list. Okay. Well, one that stands out for me is Garth from Wayne's World. Oh, I cannot yeah. stand that frizzy blonde hair. Like, Wayne, Wayne has, like, quite sleek, you know, you know like, a dark hair, like a proper haircut, whereas Garth <laughs> is just a frizz bomb. It's stupid. <laughs> Do you feel a certain kinship with that in the mornings? Yes, I'm, fr- I'm, I'm a frizz bond. I'm not blonde, but it's like the ginger fr- version, yeah. the red version. Yeah. So out of top three, uh, I don't feel like Sandra Bullock would be anywhere near my top five or even top ten because there's some horrendous haircuts out there. The first of which is Chris Tucker's like unicorn hairstyle in The Fifth Element. What Ruby Rod's hair? How dare you? It's horrendous. He's like a narwhal. <laughs> It's got this like blonde. Yeah, but I think that's different. Like that's a it's a, a, a character. It's a look. It's a style. Yeah, still it's... horrendous. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay, so these are based on haircuts you don't want to have. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, I can't okay. have a haircut anyway, aside from clean shaven. So I'm. I'm oh, so this is out. why you're so hung up on this, and you've got a top ten because you're just yeah. fantasize <laughs> about people's hair. Yeah, absolutely. Have hair. <laughs> okay, continue. You're not supposed to say that in front of bald people. <laughs> don't marginalize us uh the other, the other two is uh oh heavier bardem and no country for old men yeah i was thinking that one that's like the the front runner but even one that's even worse for that you know give a shout out to the ladies is angelina jolie's haircut in fast and the furious <laughs> yeah fast and the furious that's exactly the fucking movie we watched which fast and the furious was she in stacy no it wasn't fast and the furious i got mixed up with two crap car chase movies it is gone. Crap! Si- yeah, it's gone in 60 seconds. It is gone in 60 seconds. She does suck in that, but talking about, sh- now that reminds me of shitty blonde haircuts in Fast and the Furious, Shelley's Ferron in that Fast 7 or 8. Oh, yeah. That was bad. Yeah. What was she like in that? I didn't see that. Oh, she, she had like like cornrows. <gasps> yeah, blonde no. cornrows. It was almost like she was taking Angelina Jolie's like dreadlocks and going, how can I go worse than that? <laughs> If, yeah. And honestly, if you can make Angelina Jolie or Charlie's Ferron Look, not sexy to me, yes. wow, wow. That's a crap haircut. Wow. Hairdo. Wow. Yeah. 
they yeah, didn't, but it came close. You don't see a white lady with a with a braid mm-hmm. like that. It's not. No, it's no. not good. They don't need that. No way. That's enough hairs, I guess. I'll ask you your next question. <laughs> <laughs> not make you sad about thinking about people's haircuts. Aww. Okay, number twelve. Genuinely, I am very curious about this. Would you go to space? Like whether it's uh, not necessarily you have to enlist in NASA, but you know how they claim that there is going to be commercial space flights. It- 3 a.m. when my daughter's crying and my wife is complaining, then probably, yes, I would love to go to space, but typically, no. But it's funny because when I was growing up as a little kid, I used to dream and fantasize that I'd open my window and the Millennium Falcon would be parked out there and Han Solo would go, hey, kid, you're the coolest guy in the galaxy. We need you to come with me and solve some Star Wars shit. And I'd be like, cool. See you, world. That's... Yeah. That's like magic, though, a little bit, like where it's not quite as horrible. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's a lot easier to sit on the Millennium Falcon and do fuck all than than the space missions that these people go through. Stuff they had. Mm. What about you? You love Elon Musk. (laughs) Well, maybe not anymore, but... No, I don't. I I read... Okay, so Emily, I read his book and then all of a sudden now I love him. I'm like, no, I don't have an opinion. I'm just saying, I just read it. It was interesting. That's all. (laughs) Anyway, okay, right. Um... No, I am just uh, too scared. <laughs> so you love space movies, but you don't want to go to space? Yeah, if it comes down to it, I, I just don't know if the payoff, like, yes, okay, seeing Earth from the space, payoff. amazing. I just don't yeah. know if the payoff would be worth all the anxiety and fear that you might die. Right. I just feel like that was a common would you rather for a while, where it's like, would you rather go to space or Mars for a week or like have a tropical vacation for a month and it's like this isn't a what like obviously one of these is good and one of them is bad yeah yeah but people think it's like so cool and i don't Mm. get it we don't all need to be out in space yeah just clogging the place up we'd make it worse would you go to space emily no i don't get it at all Mm. i my dad is super into space and i like loved it as a kid like dressed up as Neil Armstrong for a Halloween costume. I remember very specifically having a bike helmet that I typed plastic to <laughs> around Aww. it and being like, yeah. But no, when I think about it, absolutely not. If somebody was like, do you want to go to space tomorrow? I'd be like, no. No. I really don't. <laughs> mm. Did your twin sister dress up as Buzz Aldrin? No, I don't know what she did. I think we went to different schools for a while. And so... And so I had different costume requirements. <laughs> I, like I, I must have done a presentation on him mm. and dressed up as him. Mm. Oh. But it just is not. What a way to celebrate your 18th birthday. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Neil is cool. Who's the one? Is it Buzz Aldrin, though, who's always like punching people? Yeah, he's the nut job. He's the, yeah, yeah. But he punches like people who deny that he went to space. Yeah. I respect that. Yeah, yeah. I love yeah. that. He's a bit of an arrogant shit. He's pretty. Yeah. Well, he's just standing out for himself. He's like, fake news. <laughs> fake news. If somebody comes yeah. to you with funk news, just punch him in the fucking face. Maybe at this point, that might be what we need. I think, uh, honestly, the way America's going, <laughs> I think they deserve that. We need more punches in the face in America. Here's <laughs> mm. a controversial opinion. Ooh. <laughs> I know. Okay. Question Question 13. Okay. What would you have as a little the little picture attached to your suit uh besides besides your maybe your child or each other? Oh, well, that's a shame because I mean, yeah, you said aside from your beautiful daughter because of course I'd have Fern. I, didn't see- I would have Fern on one side and Stacy covered in KFC on the other one. Oh, <laughs> you know what? That's good. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Are you going to have to photoshop 
that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is not, that has not happened and will not be happening. Casey's got, uh, Casey. <laughs> Stacey's got like a two-piece limit as far as... I like that your two... KFC and Stacey's ship name is Casey. Casey, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. That's nice. What a nice representation of all your interests. <laughs> Pretty much, Casey. Oh, dear. Okay, I'm going with a... Um, everyone loves their pets, right? We don't have mm-hmm. currently have a pet living with us at our house, but I do have a dog. His name is Maz. He lives with my parents, and I had to leave him when I moved. He's very cute. And he is very cute. Yeah. He would be comforting to look at in space when I got stressed out. <laughs> That's nice. I would, yeah, I would have my cat. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I didn't. We didn't even need to ask you that, really. Yeah, I know. It was like a, it was given. I was like, she's probably looking at a cat when she wrote this question. <laughs> I'm looking at her right now. <laughs> Fair enough. All good. Moves us over to Stacey's questions. What do you got this Stacey? Oh, yay. I actually had lots of questions for this. I had to narrow it down, which is unusual. Um, 14. How far into the film did you lose the sense of reality? Or was there a scene that made you think, come on, this is unrealistic? I thought... I agree with you that like George was a little goofy, but I thought it worked and I thought there because Ryan was so like tense. But in the scene where Ryan is talking and she's like, if you see a little girl with brown hair, tell her I found that red shoe. It felt so performative. Like, who is that for? Because I, Ryan didn't strike me as someone who would be saying those things out loud. Like, just because she had a nice conversation with Clooney doesn't mean she's suddenly going to be, like, speaking her ghost thoughts out loud. That, to me, was <laughs> such a weird, like, out-of-character thing that threw me off. And I also was like, why was this kid so worried about losing a shoe? It was just, it, the whole thing was weird. Yeah. I was way before that. there's a part there at the start and this is just me being typical the opening scene pretty much like Sandra Bullock in space that's not real (laughs) George Clooney in space what the fuck no but there there is a part where she is she says to Mission Control or whatever oh it's going to take me like an hour or four hours or something like that to repair this board and then she goes spinning off into space and then he comes to get her and she's like oxygen's at 6% it's like how the fuck were you going to fix it in an hour Oh, right. If your oxygen oh. was already that low and you knew you were going to stay out there, surely you would have checked your oxygen and be like, yeah, I'm going to be out here for another hour. I must be at like 70 or 80% or something like that. You're not going to be at 6%. Hmm, okay. You know what? That makes me mad because now I'm reflecting on how mad I was every time she was like, <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, please calm down. Wasting and she's like, oxygen. <laughs> and yeah, the deep breathing as well. That yeah, was, mm. yeah. <laughs> You're looking at Stacey's staring at me, so I can't say anything. God damn it. Next question. Next question. Okay. Okay. Question 15. I would like you to recast the lead roles, not because I didn't like those actors in those roles, (laughs) but just because I think it would change the movie, and I'd like to see your thoughts on that. For the male role, you want – I mean, it works as far as I – like, I'm completely disagreeing with you guys here. Like, you want someone goofy and fun and charming. It works. It gives the film – respite from all the like anxiety inducing shit so you want someone charming and cool and sexy i suppose so chris hemsworth i mean oh yeah that would be good and then (laughs) and then just because this woman has done so much in her life but she needs something else she needs to be in a film with chris hemsworth pashing it up with him or something like that or having some sort of romantic interest with him so i'm going to go with the host of movie reviews and 20 q stacy hurley i think she should totally (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Wait, would you go to space if you were going to space with Chris oh, Hemsworth, totally, the actor? Totally. Like, it's like a make-a-wish. <laughs> and they're like, you and Chris are going to go to the moon and come back. Yeah, but I have a feeling that Liz might come and um, <laughs> hunt me down and try and take that spot. Liz will totally <laughs> ram you off the road, take your passport, and then go to the fucking airport or spaceport or whatever. But I'm, I'm Stacey Hurley. Yeah, I'm Stacey Hurley. <laughs> <laughs> I went in my, my real answer was I, Nellie Portman by the way but anyway oh yeah, yeah. She'd be she already good. got her space diaper movie that everybody hated that I didn't see oh. I don't remember that no it like came and went Lu- Lucy in the sky oh, like yeah. that woman who like went across the world the country in her diaper oh right yeah there's probably a reason why yeah. I avoided that uh, my direction was I look George and Sandra had like a nice flirty thing but I think also there could be a little more of like a mentor mentee. So I went for different ages and I went for the George Clooney role, Don Cheadle, Ooh. because I feel like he strikes a good balance between like goofy but serious and you trust him to get stuff done. And then for the Sandra Bullock role, you need someone who can be interesting in stillness and like in, in those scenes where it's just tension. So I went with one of our greatest living actors. Tatiana Maslany. Oh, yes. Love Tatiana. Yeah. She's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She can be very, like, intense. She is. But also she can be yeah. like, oh, I got choices. I, Don Cheadle. I, I'd watch that. I'd enjoy that. Another one of the oceans crowd up in space. I'm surprised mm. didn't take all of Julia Roberts. Yeah. <laughs> Julia should be allowed to go to space. She could join. She could be the one that died. Yeah, let's just shoot her out into space. I think we're done with her. <laughs> answers guys i like that i like those movies a lot okay 16 how long before sandy b finds civilization on earth and does she survive she has to survive or what are we doing here like i couldn't (laughs) handle i couldn't handle her having a dead kid watching george clooney die and her dying like that's Mm. too much Mm. uh i mean i assume she hits earth She's on a beach maybe like six hours till she finds someone. And she's just like crawling along in those sad space shorts, hoping for the best. (laughs) Also, she's like in all tan. No one's going to find her. She needs to get a high-vis vest or something and just like. (laughs) Yeah. So it's going to take a while. She's just going to be crawling through the muck for a little bit. But hopefully somebody comes to the beach that day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Or passing fishermen or something. It just looks so remote. It's Yeah. And that's why I kind of went with, and I'll just go um, devil's advocate as well. I mean, like I've kind of got to say no, because... You don't want her to live? Yeah, like, I really, I do want her to live. Like, don't get me wrong, I really do want her to live. But at the same time, it's weird because we heard Ed Harris's voice again when she was landing. It was like, oh, this is Mission Control. Where are you? Where are you? It's a Houston in the blind, blah, 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 whatever. But yet, all the satellites are down. So how is that communication happening? And then how, if all the satellites are down, how are they going to, like, transpond to her location and find her GPS marker? So and how do they know she's backup satellite? How does they well, know? Yeah, she's maybe, in the but Chinese? I'm pretty sure like all of them are going to be. Yeah, how they know she's in the Chinese? It sort of looked like when she was coming down to Earth, she was somewhere over Australia. Australia is one of the most inhospitable places on the planet. So you know, like, sure, the sequel was an hour and a half of Sandra Bullock trying to evade crocodiles. It'll be like Crawl, <laughs> but Sandra Bullock in the middle of. I would love that. <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah. 
It was just such a downer of an ending. Like, it's, yay, she's on Earth, but, oh, my God, how's she going to get out of this? Oh, well, fuck, imagine if it was Times Square or some shit. She oh, just comes yeah, out. Yeah, oh, yeah. Hello, everybody. Hello. <laughs> or just, just a bunch of people having, like, a beach party, just with, like, hitting a volleyball, and she crawls up like, I'm Ryan Stone. <laughs> Just came from space. Oh, you've had way too much to drink, lady. <laughs> Some water. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good answers, guys. Okay, moving over to my questions. So, yeah, George Clooney sort of floats off into the distance, as we've discussed. And I want to know from you guys, how do you guys reckon he died? Like, do you reckon he took his mask off and just embraced it? Or do you reckon he just, like, sort of wallowed in his CO2 and let it do all the funky shit to his brain and sort of take him out that way? Or do you, I don't know. What do you guys reckon? Well, you stole my answer. Well, I'm asking. <laughs> I thought, I thought, Those are the only real answers. What do you got? I think that he definitely just chilled out for a while, told himself some stories, and then when his oxygen <laughs> started getting low, he's like, I'm not waiting for this to peter out. And he just opened up his helmet and he's gone. Yeah. Oh, that's better. I just imagine him like, yeah, like talking to himself and suffocating for a really long time and how brutal <laughs> that would be. Like Surely he'd like, just drift to sleep in that, like, like kind of like what she you... was doing, yeah. Mm. But doesn't your brain, like, like when you're drowning, like, it kicks back in and it's like, no, I don't know. Yeah, and that's why I think he opened his helmet or took it off or something. Because I think, even though he was goofy, he had a plan. He knew, okay, in this situation where I know I'm not going to survive, this is what I'm going to do, yeah. and I'm just going to make mm-hmm. it as short and painless as possible. He would have at least waited to break in that dude's like um, spacewalking record anatoly or whatever that he was going on about oh yeah he would have how are they gonna prove he broke it (laughs) exactly like how do you work out at which point he died i I reckon even better answer would be just complete blaze of glory like i said he like burned up on re-entry how's he gonna get he he couldn't have lived long enough right Mm. or i guess he had more air than she did and he just couldn't make his way back because he was out of thrust Mm. was that the deal yeah yeah something like that yeah it was out of thrust i i that one scene just pissed me off a lot like, it made me think, like, surely there's a way that they can work this out. You know, like, she can reach behind her, grab the strings, and pull herself back up, or... Yeah, but she was a bad problem solver. So he was just like, oh. Yeah, what the fuck is she doing there to start with? There we go, there's my controversial opinion. <laughs> I mean, he really was like, I have to unclip myself, or she's going to kill us both. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pretty much. Useless. She Useless. couldn't even hang on. Like, that one part where she grabbed onto the thing, and then he just flicked her, and then she came off. She couldn't even hang on then, yet she was still able to hang on to those airlocks when they fucking blew open. That those That's the point when it lost me. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. This is too <laughs> unrealistic. That, that wouldn't happen. Well, at least no baboons showed up. <laughs> hey, we'll talk about that soon. Um, so my next question, what do you guys reckon would be harder to do in space, shitting or sexing? So pumping or dumping? This is such oh, a sad question. Why is that worse? Like, why pumping and dumping is worse somehow? <laughs> of course it yeah. is. This is the shit that goes through my brain. Is like, what? What do you guys are going to be hard I to think do in space? Sex, because surely they have ways of toileting in space. You know, with no gravity, kind of thing. Well, they just all wear diapers, and that's what was bullshit in this film. Is that when she took her spacesuit off, she wasn't wearing a diaper, but yet they put diapers on when they go up. Um, oh, right, yeah. Yeah, her whole outfit inside that spacesuit was wrong. I'm like, surely that suit is quite warm, but you need more layers than just bloody shorts. Trust you to think of body heat. Yeah, yeah it's going to be cold out there. Like, anyway. <laughs> Where's her woolen jersey? <laughs> exactly. Where's her Ugg boots? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, back to your question. I think it's going to be sex because of the lack of 
friction. <laughs> friction? <laughs> or whatever you need. I think there might be too much friction. Anyway, what about you, Emily? Well, that's why, okay, I think dumping, because number one, yeah, like, does stuff get pushed out normal, or you got to reach in there? Like, there's no, without gravity, you know what I mean? And you have to do it, and I feel like if I'm having sex with someone in space, like, we're all kind of on board, I don't want someone to watch me poop. Um... (laughs) Don't ever have a child, Emily. Yeah, it just that seems. How does it like all of their? Because you know when they let water go and it's just like a glob. Yeah, like are they peeing yeah. and it's just like globs and they? I don't like any all of. Well, I guess they pee in the diaper. Yeah, or they put like a catheter in. But for poop, what you put in a, a tube back there? What are you doing? You must have. I feel like you need a vacuum. <laughs> That's right? what I was thinking. You must have a very low powered vacuum that you sort of. Right. Insert into a hole on the back of your spacesuit. You could have water circulating. It could be like an, a continuous colonic. You could like, oh, like, like a full body colonic. Yeah. So it's like circling around in your spacesuit. So then when you open up your spacesuit, you're like, oh, you've got a real tans lately. You're like, yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what no. it is. Oh. No, 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 <laughs> no, not like that. I just, I guess I don't know enough about how how poop works. There goes the serious question that I had. Uh, moves us over <laughs> to my next question. Hey, talking about death, I mean, yeah, I want to know from you guys, at what point do you guys reckon Sandra Bullock should have died? Because, I mean, like, let's be honest, there's about a million times that I think she could have died, but what about you guys? I'm tossing up two answers. One we just talked about is when she grabbed onto those airlocks. So that happened twice, you know. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, she wouldn't have been able to hang on. The pressure from that flying open would have just catapulted her out into space. But then I'm also tossing up, actually, the first time she became detached from the spaceship right at the start of the movie when George Clooney went and caught her and brought her back. I'm like, really? She would have just spun off into space. He wouldn't have been able to go get her. I don't know. Just Yeah, because she couldn't even say where she was. They lost visual contact. Yeah, exactly, exactly. She would have just been a goner. Yeah, I have a lot more questions now about his little thrust pack. But <laughs> I... <laughs> I I feel like when he was hanging off of her and he unclipped it, like he shouldn't have unclipped himself. Like mm. he should have tried to climb up the rope, up her body yeah. to the ship and then tried to pull her in. And if she dies there, you know, like mm. I get him going to get her the first time, like feeling some sort of guilt or what obligation to go save her. But the second time when she's just like, ah, 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 like <laughs> climb up her. And if she yeah. gets gone, she's gone. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Because also, he's the experienced spaceman. Astronaut. So he's the experienced one. So if you're thinking about it logically, you're like, right, which one of the two of us is logically going to make it back to Earth? Probably the person who right. knows how to fly a spacecraft and knows what's what and where's where. Whereas he's leaving it up to total chance that, that she can figure this stuff out. There's like 100 things that have to go right for her to get back. And if his ghost hadn't come and helped her, she probably wouldn't have gotten back. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> even You could even make an argument that she never actually made it back, that all of that second half was just her dying fantasy. True. Mm. Jacob's Ladder situation. Maybe. Mm. <laughs> uh, this is down to our final question. I mean, yeah, I threw this out there because you are the space queen. So I want to know, what is your top three <laughs> space films from oh, the 2010s? You just said your favorite. I don't do lists. You don't do a lot of things. You don't do lists. You don't do... Anyway, uh, what? Well, I've only got one. 
Yeah, but you can come up with some others. You love these films. I'll tell you three that I like. I don't know if they are the top three, but I like. I really liked First Man with Ryan Gosling. I yeah. know a lot of people didn't like that, but I don't care. <laughs> you I, tell them, Cease. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I liked The Martian. I know uh, you didn't like that, but I don't care. Um, <laughs> I just don't like Matt liked. Damon, I think it's the problem. <laughs> he was good in that. If that was another spin-off of the oceans, why are all the oceans people ending up in space? Mm, wow. I, obviously, I like Gravity, but I'll choose another one. Uh, I quite like Interstellar. Uh, what about you, Emily? I'm very interested to see what you are, given that we all already started arguing about this on Twitter. Well, I don't have a top three. I hated Ad Astra. Fuck you. I hated it so much. I hated High Life. But what I realized was when I was like, what are some 2010 space movies? There was a great space movie that came out in the early 2010s called Space Station 76, based on a play that had been running for a long time that has Liv Tyler and Patrick Wilson and Matt Bomer. And it's like written like a play and spoken like a play, and it's so dumb. And I was just like, yes. I knew you were going to come up with something insane. Well done, it's Emily. It's fun space. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, screw it. Fuck doing lists. I'm going to do my, my favorite one was Ed Astra. I don't care if you don't like it, That's Emily. your favorite? That's my favorite. That's absolutely my favorite. But you know what I've come to the conclusion on is, you know what your problem is with this movie, Emily, is you don't have a fucking fucked up relationship with your dad. If you've got a fucked up relationship with oh. your dad and you're a male, you watch that film and you're like, oh my God, I fucking love this film. This film makes so much sense to me. If you're a fucking Fair. normal dickhead like you, then of course you're not going <laughs> to like it. That You know what? That's very fair. That was the one element that could be interesting if I wasn't so bored. Wait, hey! Ad Astra? I have not seen it yet. I started watching it and got bored. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but I may have been a bit sleep deprived. You guys can I'm, eat a um, spaceship full of back. dicks and monkey dicks. I need to go back and watch it. <laughs> that is, I, I respect, I understand that. It was not for me, but I get how that would be the one element where maybe I would, but come on. Okay, why is Natasha Leone there? <laughs> yeah, okay, that's a valid point. I, I have yeah. no idea. For that one scene where she's just checking people into a space station. It is hey, I'm bizarre. at the space station. Come on into the space station. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> I feel like she wandered onto set with a gun and basically was like, I, I need to be in this film. And they're like, okay, fuck. <laughs> she's tweaked out of her head. We better give her something to do. She did some interview about it, and I think maybe the director or the casting person, like, they lived in the same building and ran into each other in the elevator. So I think it might have been, like, a gunpoint situation. Yeah, there we go. That's the only way to explain it. Yeah, that question was actually also a listening question that we threw out there to you guys, our dear listeners, to answer for us. We had a bit of a poll throughout the top four that I found on a list that everybody was raving and ranting about, (laughs) which was The Martian, First Man, Gravity, Interstellar. The Martian took it out with 40% of the vote. Gravity, 27%. Interstellar, 21%. And First Man, wallowing behind in 12%. Oh, I I'd... voted for The Martian. Oh, God, what's wrong with you people? <laughs> it's good. It's a good it's movie. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Matt Damon. He grew some potatoes. Yeah, he <laughs> poop potatoes. He grew poop potatoes. <laughs> I'd like to see you grow some poop potatoes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Are you sure? Are you going to regret saying that? <laughs> Anyway, we've got a couple of shout-outs to some people that threw some comments at us. Uh, Paul from the Countdown Podcast. Countdown Podcast is fucking awesome. You guys should all go check them out. I'll be on soon to discuss what Paul's doing is rundown for the top 100 films of all time, and he's got me on to do 61 to 70 because I wanted to do number 69. <laughs> anyway, 
Anyway, Paul said gravity, but the length of the longest shot of the film. Interesting. Uh, Julio from The Contrarian said, right, let's do the math, which is basically a gif from The Martian. Nick Haskins from Epic Film Guys, soon to be Mr. Nikolai's Kitchen, said, this is Ad Astra Erasure, and I'm not happy about it. Dan Brenner completely agreed. Yes, you two are my boys. Maybe I'm going to have to get both of you guys on to do Ad Astra, and we'll... uh, Maybe we'll bring Emily along just for the fucking the fun of it. There we go. We'll just ruin her life by making you rewatch that film. Steve from Everything I Learned From Movies said, Oh, wait, did you say best? Never mind then. And included a gift from the Fantastic Four film from 2015. Steve, that's not a bad film, okay? That's just a divine experience. That is a fucking amazing film. Oh, I can't say that with straight face. Mitch from Geek Leak Media said, I'm going to have to science the shit out of it, which, is, which again is a gift from uh, The Martian. And then a thousand and one by one agreed to The Martian. It's not even close. But uh, people love the Martian. Why people, have we never I, reviewed it? I just don't know. I don't know what it is. <laughs> exactly. You need Maybe to it's the guy that controls this podcast has decided not to do it. <laughs> people want fun in space. They want laughs and potatoes. Poop potatoes. <laughs> true. That's a good point. Yeah. Anyway, that takes us to the end. We don't really need to hear anything more from you, Stacey. But Emily, why don't you tell us about your podcast and everything, <laughs> and everything tasteless related? Yeah, tell us. Oh, I have a podcast called Tasteless where I compare movies. Uh, I take a movie that's critically acclaimed and I say that's not that great. And here's why a movie that people don't like is better. Um, it's going pretty good. You know, I started, I started a spinoff called Strong Female Leads where I interview the same people I've been talking about, like the women that I have spent hours just saying how great they are on the podcast. Then I get face to face with them and stare at them in their eyes. So, yeah, we love your podcast, Emily. It's amazing. And Strong Female Leads, it's the tits. It's so cool. You got on one of New Zealand's finest, Zoe Bell. That was like amazing. Oh, I cannot believe I had Zoe on. She's so cool. Everything you would want her to be. Yeah, yeah she was cool. I listened to that interview. Well done, Emily. Anywho, that takes us down to the end. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you to our patrons for providing us the funds that keep us going. If you guys want to sign up and become a patron, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash MRITQS. Or you can get in contact with us on Facebook at Move Reviews and 20Qs or on email at MRITQS at gmail.com or on Twitter at Move Reviews In. Uh, upcoming episodes. Good question. Good fucking question. Emily, you might be back soon to do a Halloween episode. I'm always down to be back. Do, do you have anything else on the horizon you're planning on doing so I can prepare emotionally for if I have to listen to you talk about Ad Astra, etc.? <laughs> maybe. Maybe Ad Astra. Maybe we'll get Nick and Dan on to do Ad Astra. But horror films? Maybe Cabin in the Woods? Would you be keen for that? Oh, yeah. I just watched it recently. Sweet. Okay. Yeah, Cabin in the Woods. Let's do it. Me, you, and uh, another guest to be named. Anyway, that's thanks for me. Bye. You guys get all the hot politicians and, like, public officials over there. It's not fair. We have a bunch of people that look like they are already dead.